Hey, I'm going to ask you a question. How's your sock drawer looking? Is it scary? Maybe it's time for a spring cleaning and refresh. Bombas just dropped a bunch of absurdly soft new socks, tees, and underwear to help you get that drawer in a better place while doing a little bit of good. Look, when I open up my uh, sock drawer and I see a clean pair of Bombas sitting on top, not only do my feet sort of jump for joy, but like... I can't wait to get them on my feet because I know they're going to be cozy. I know they're going to be the best socks in the house. And I know that they're going to keep me going all day long. They've got some great details that have been obsessed over, including the honeycomb arch support, which I love. Anti-blister tabs, which I also love. What that is, it's a little bit of a heel that goes up a little, just a just a smidge higher. Like in a, whatever the perfect amount higher is, that's how high it goes. Bombas has figured this out. Uh, and they've got cushioned footbeds that feel like little pillows on your feet. Not to mention the buttery soft tees and underwear with no itchy tags. Oh, I hate an itchy tag. And Bombas is like, don't worry about it. We do too. And look, the best thing about Bombas is that when you purchase an item, Bombas donates an item. That's right. Every time you buy their socks, tees, or underwear, you're also donating essential clothing to someone facing homelessness. To date, Bombas has donated over 100 million clothing items and counting. I mean, Bombas can make returns easy as well. I uh, don't know why you'd return anything because what? But they do have a 100% happiness guarantee. So if the dryer or your dog eats a sock or if you're unhappy with your purchase for virtually any reason, they'll do whatever they can to replace it and make it right. Bombas has a spring collection out right now. That means new colors and new fun. That's right. They have garden party socks that bring the party to your feet. They got stripes. They got florals. They've got vintagey colored rib socks. You know, those like... You know, uh, stripes on the top of it. It's like, oh, hey, look at me. I'm a vintage uh, soccer player or track person. They've got those, too. And they even have a new pointel sock with a frilly cuff. You know, for all you frill seekers out there, folks, all I'm saying is you heard me talk about Bombas for years now. I don't know why you haven't done anything about it. Get comfy this spring and give back with Bombas. Head over to bombas.com slash adventure and use the code adventure for 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash adventure. Use the code adventure at checkout. Trust me, your feel thank you. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the podcast. Someone turned three. Hello? Who turned three today? Henry, talk. Henry. Henry, you turned three today? I turned three. Wow. What do you think about that? Did you have a good party? Yeah. What was your favorite part? Hmm. Um, doing cupcake. The cupcakes? <laughs> that was a good part, yeah. Did you like to see, did you see, you saw all your friends? Yeah. Did you like um, when everybody sang happy birthday to you? Yeah. Did you like blowing out the candles? Yeah. You, you love blowing out the candles. Did you like opening all your presents today? Yeah. When? What, today after the party. Didn't you blow it all? Didn't you open up all your presents? Yeah. What was your favorite present, you think? 
Um, dog. You can't touch the keyboard while you're recording. <laughs> Alright, is there anything else you want to say? Yeah. What else do you want to say? Pee-pee. Pee-pee? Okay, anything else besides pee-pee? Okay. Um, no. Okay, <laughs> thanks for joining us. Okay. Why don't you go play? Wow. Whoa. Whoa. Oh my goodness. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the podcast. Uh, we're doing Hello. this remotely because I didn't want to clean my office. It's true. And uh, figured we'd do this like a uh, remote thing where Dory's uh, in her office, I'm in mine. And as a result, the audio quality is fine for you guys, but not for me. Anyway. Hmm. Well, we just we just finished doing? up Henry's birthday festivity. Yeah, we did. I would say festivities, was, uh, but I would, you know, it was a single festivity. I think that lasted seems to be <laughs> lasting still. I mean, I think like as three year old birthday parties go, it was pretty fun. Um, Dory's like attempting to be humble here, but I will say this: uh, she nailed it hit out of the park she found the right place for the right group of kids like they were all entertained by you know various un uh party like things a lot of science was being done these kids were rolling balls down ramps they were making and scarves were being blown through tubes and water was being watered things were sinking or floating a hit a huge hit Everybody seemed to have fun. The adults seemed to be satisfied. The correct I amount agree. of food was purchased. The yeah. um, right mix of beverages. The, I mean, really just everything. You know, honey, you outdid yourself. Thank you. It's the second. I know you were a little. I know you were a little skeptical of the of the venue, but I'm glad. Oh my that god! And I didn't even mention you could park. Oh yeah, you could park. Mm -hmm. Found the only place in Silver Lake that has parking. Yeah. Congratulations. Yeah. So if you're in LA and you are looking for a, a STEM based birthday party, may I recommend Imaginology Kids in Silver Lake? We really had a great time. I thought oh, they did a great job. The best, and like we didn't take all the food home. We could we, we left it for them, up. and we left them all of the excess beverages. Mm -hmm. She was like, "We could always use it." Sometimes, you know, there are kids here that come from camp, get their lunches and stuff like that. I was like, "Great, take it, please." I was just so, I was so pleased. We were out of there by twelve twenty. Or no, we were out of there. I was home. What time did I get home? Twelve oh five. No, I no, I got home at like twelve twenty five, probably. Okay, so like you know, and we were there for three hours, and everybody had a good time, and all the stuff was set up nicely, and uh, you know, home runs, everybody. Yeah, I, I was really, I was really happy with it, and I think Henry had a good time. I think his his friends had a good time. Most of the kids were wearing masks. It was adorable. It was cute. Um, then Henry, in typical Henry fashion, ate way too much 
cake. Oh my god! And I said, threw up. I said it. I said it. I said he was. <laughs> you knew he was. I was like, yeah. he's skyrocketing towards vomit right now. Yeah. And it was like impossible to stop. It was impossible to stop. So he just had to experience it for himself. <laughs> yeah. He had like spit. He, the second he started to like spit out the cupcake into my hand, I was like, uh oh. Here we go. And I we, and then I like picked him top. up and I'm like running to the bathroom and he threw up right outside the door of the bathroom. So close. So close. But as the as the owner of the venue said, you know, it was away from all the other kids. Like they could just they everyone else continued. Some people didn't even know he had thrown up. Yeah. They were just kind of continuing yeah. eating and it was totally fine. And she was she was very chill about it. So that was that was good. I think it was a it was a great and you know we're all nervous about it. Well, I was I also say. nervous about it because I just found this place on the internet and like it looked great, but I was like, what if we show up and it sucks? <laughs> so well, yeah, I was, I was like a little like when we pulled up, I was like, oh dear, you know, because the building it's in is like a little could use a paint job. Yeah, for sure. Um. And the kid's room, like the, the, the room where all the food and stuff would be, was very... Uh, Spartan. Spartan, yeah. But then when you yeah. go into the activity center, it's like, oh my God, there's all these things the kids love to do. So great. Yeah. So it great. It was very cool. It was very fun. Congratulations. Um, so, yeah. I'm congratulating you. you, Dory. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. Um, thank not, you for all your good. help. I didn't really do much. I'm just congratulating you. Well, you got you got some of the food and drink stuff situated. Oh, yes. I handled that. You know that what? I Actually, do. I meant to say to you, the muffins were a great call. Oh, the kids loved the muffins. The kids loved there. the muffins. They all got there. Was, and every kid wanted a muffin. I was ordering um, bagels and such. And I brought the order over to show Matt. I was like, do you think this is enough food? Because kind of traditionally i i under order food and then matt is like why didn't you order more food so i was like mm -hmm. let me just run this by him see what he thinks and he was like you know what why don't you take out take out a dozen bagels and add pastries add like they had like a muffin danish like assortment thing and i was like okay and those were a hit so thank you for suggesting the pastries somebody was really raving about the danishes oh um yeah so yeah thanks. that was also we got you know the we ordered we did like a bulk order from noah's bagels the night before and there was a part <laughs> of me that was like what if they don't have enough stuff like we ordered at like, like 9 um, p.m the way we're talking about this sounds like they're all sponsoring us and gave us free stuff none of them are sponsoring uh, us i wish no there were no sponsors was an expensive. No one sponsored this three-year-old's birthday party. Yeah, it's weird. Um, but at least it'd be but, by Mailchimp. Yeah, seriously. But uh, yeah, it was it was very it was very fun, and we had a good time. So, and I mean, then I think I think a lot of people were like jealous that you found this place. I know. I think I, I actually, in all honesty, I think they were. <laughs> Yeah, I agree. People were like, wow, what is this place? How did you find it? And I was like, Google. 
Everything's word like, of mouth these days, you know? No I was one's like, Googling it. I know, I know. I was like, I Googled, like, toddler birthday venues. Well, that's good remember. on the woman that owns the place for having the SEO. I, you know, I feel like she was, I feel like it was on, like, a list of something. Or maybe I Googled STEM birthday or something no like way. that. I don't. No way. I don't remember. I don't remember exactly what that I Googled. That would never I somehow... have occurred to you. How to do you Google know that? STEM birthday? Because I, it's like a, the, the two things are so disconnected in my head. I don't know how you would have gotten there. It's amazing if you really so. did. I feel like I did. I feel like you that don't? was something I was looking for. You know what? You know what I actually did. What, what I was hoping would be an, an available venue was the zoo because they used to have used to be able to do birthday parties at the zoo. Like they had a special area right. and. Yeah. You would get, you know, you buy tickets for everyone and blah, blah, blah. But they haven't been doing um, birthday parties since COVID. And then there's another place where, like, he does this messy art class. And they used to do birthday parties. They used to do, like, messy art birthday parties. And at first I was like, oh, that would be perfect. Like, he loves messy art. Mm -hmm. And, like, but they were like, no, we're not. We're, like, we don't have the staff. And I was like, oh, what are we, like, what are we going to do? And then yeah. I found this. And I was like, wait a second. This could be perfect. And it was so. so. I mean, this this portion of the show is called um, Pat Dory, Dory on the nailed back. it. <laughs> Pat Dory on the back. Uh, thank you. And then thank you. <laughs> he just appreciate. He just it. opened up his presents, and it was. Let me just say that he's really into clocks. So people he's knew so that. Clocks. Yet no one somehow, no one repeated. You know, there was not no no two clock gifts were alike. Yeah, they were all age appropriate, and uh, you know he's gonna have a great time being obsessed with numbers in that way. <laughs> yeah, Rainboy Rainboy continues. Oh, <laughs> um. Well, before we take a break, is there mm -hmm. is there anything else that we need that we needed to update people on? Uh. No, I mean, I got the blood work. You got your blood work. Yep. We're, we're, uh, I think Dory's, you're going to go in for uh, an appointment next, not next week, but the week after-ish, right? Yeah, I think I just call them when I get my period and then they schedule it from there. Yeah. Because it has to be on day seven to ten. Right. So, so. Then we'll do a dry run. No lube. What? Dry run. Okay. That's the joke. I get it. Okay. Uh, um, and, then, and then, I mean, assuming we'll everything is okay. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see which goalposts can be moved this time. <laughs> Can't wait to find out. What are we doing about how long my hair is? <laughs> I mean, you tell me. It is insane. People who are listening, I don't know that you can have a, an idea of how long my hair is. Um, I can't even describe the length because it's so much longer. I, I guess like my hair comes down to just below my eyeball. Oh my god, that's wild. Anyway, I'm it's on some sort long. of I'm on some sort of like self-imposed haircut strike. I guess I'm like. 
seeing we're seeing who can crack who's gonna crack first me or henry because we had I mean, gotten our I... hairs we had gotten our hair cut at the same time the last two times and it was great and then somewhere along the line i just i just we just didn't and then i asked him if he wants a haircut sometimes he says yes and then he almost immediately says no correct <laughs> so yeah Oh, you know what else I am glad that I did for this party? Sorry to like bring it back to praise for me. But I hired a photographer. And I'm glad I did that because... I wish I had been the photographer. Why? So you wouldn't have to talk to anyone? I would have talked to people about my camera. Mm. Would have been like, here's a nice... Here's a... You wanted to... Well, let's talk about this beautiful Zeiss 50 mil lens but yes dory did a get a photographer so there might be a picture of henry and dory and i but i actually don't think there will be i don't think there is (laughs) because we don't we're all we're on different tasks at different times so yeah you know it is what it is he's a three-year-old it's what it is he's fine um anyway so yeah so that was that was i in my opinion that was nice because i didn't have to worry about taking pictures um all right we are gonna take a short break Mm -hmm. and we'll be right back ryan reynolds here from Mint mobile with the price of just about everything going up during inflation we thought we'd bring our prices down so to help us we brought in a reverse auctioneer which is apparently a thing Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, I'm going to ask you a question. How's your sock drawer looking? Is it scary? Maybe it's time for a spring cleaning and refresh. Bombas just dropped a bunch of absurdly soft new socks, tees, and underwear to help you get that drawer in a better place while doing a little bit of good. Look, when I open up my uh, sock drawer and I see a clean pair of Bombas sitting on top, not only do my feet sort of jump for joy, but like... I can't wait to get them on my feet because I know they're going to be cozy. I know they're going to be the best socks in the house. And I know that they're going to keep me going all day long. They've got some great details that have been obsessed over, including the honeycomb arch support, which I love. Anti-blister tabs, which I also love. What that is, it's a little bit of the heel that goes up a little, just a just a smidge higher. Like in a, whatever the perfect amount higher is, that's how high it goes. Bombas has figured this out. Uh, and they've got cushioned footbeds that feel like little pillows on your feet. Not to mention the buttery soft tees and underwear with no itchy tags. Oh, I hate an itchy tag. Bombus is like, don't worry about it. We do too. And look, the best thing about Bombus is that when you purchase an item, Bombus donates an item. That's right. Every time you buy their socks, tees, or underwear, you're also donating essential clothing to someone facing homelessness. To date, Bombus has donated over 100 million clothing items and counting. I mean, Bombas can make returns easy as well. 
I uh, don't know why you'd return anything because what? But they do have a 100% happiness guarantee. So if the dryer or your dog eats a sock or if you're unhappy with your purchase for virtually any reason, they'll do whatever they can to replace it and make it right. Bombas has a spring collection out right now. That means new colors and new fun. That's right. They have garden party socks that bring the party to your feet. They got stripes. They got florals. They've got vintagey colored rib socks. You know, those like you know, uh, stripes on the top of it. It's like, oh, hey, look at me. I'm a vintage uh, soccer player or track person. They've got those too. And they even have a new pointel sock with a frilly cuff. You know, if for all you frill seekers out there, folks, all I'm saying is you heard me talk about Bombas for years now. I don't know why you haven't done anything about it. Get comfy this spring and give back with Bombas. Head over to bombas.com slash adventure and use the code adventure for 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash adventure. Use the code adventure at checkout. Trust me, your feel thank you. All right, we are back. Just a reminder, you can email us at dorianmatt at gmail or mattandory at gmail. You can call or text us at 413-461-BABY. All right, this first email is from Lisa, who writes, Hi, Dory Matt Bow and Breakout Podcast star Henry. Um, and Lisa has um, added a content warning for ectopic pregnancy and loss to this email. I'm sending out the cornual ectopic pregnancy signal. In February, I went to see my IVF doctor for my six-week scan, nervous but cautiously happy after positive pregnancy tests. We'd had an averagely successful infertility experience so far, one baby from four transfers, including one PGS normal embryo that didn't take, two untested embryos that didn't implant, and one untested embryo that worked. My doctor asked me to hop up onto the chair to make sure everything was in the right place, which gave me a sense of dread. I like my doctor, but she says awkward things sometimes. She moved the ultrasound, ultrasound wand around with increasing concern, wondering to herself, where is it? When she located the pregnancy, she grew quiet. I had already had one ectopic pregnancy, so I knew the drill. She immediately sent me to the ER for surgery. The thing is, my ectopic pregnancy wasn't in the usual place, in the fallopian tube. It was actually in my uterus, but in the wrong part of the uterus, which mm. I didn't even realize was possible. It's car called the corneal area, sometimes referred to as the interstitial area. It's where the fallopian tube meets the uterus. A surgeon friend of mine called it the armpit of the uterus because if you picture the diagram of the female reproductive system, it's where the armpit would be if you think of the fallopian tubes as outstretched arms. Anyway, you don't want to be pregnant in your armpit. I'll say... The surgery went fine. Physically, I was back to normal fairly quickly. Emotionally, my husband and I were incredibly sad with grief. My OBGYN said I needed to wait six months to try to get pregnant again to allow my uterus time to heal. She also said I would have to have a C-section if I did end up giving birth again. One reason is because the contractions begin and radiate from that corneal area of the uterus, which was cut in the surgery, weakening it. This news made me unexpectedly disappointed. Funny considering I'd my whole life dreaded vaginal birth after hearing Kirstie Alley describe it in Look Who's Talking as squeezing something the size of a watermelon out of something the size of a lemon. Mm. Uh, there's very little information about this online or in Facebook groups, so I'd like to know if anyone's ever had surgery on the corneal or some other area of the uterus and had a baby afterward. What was it like? Did you have to have a C-section? Were you considered high risk? And how did that affect your care? Thanks so much for continuing to share your lives with us on this podcast and for the wonderful community you've created. Lisa, who lives in 1,700 square feet in Dubai. 
with one husband, a two-year-old science baby, and zero hot dogs so far this year. Uh, thank you for for writing in and sharing that. Cornual signal is out. Armpit of the uterus. The I armpit that of the is. uterus. Um, yeah, this sounds like a harrowing ordeal. So I'm sorry that you went through that. Um, oh, hot dog update, everybody. Oh, yeah, Matt has a hot dog update. I had two hot dogs yesterday that I bought. They're ballpark franks that were not the beef ones, but they were terrible. So the search continues. Thank you. Henry okay. had Henry had some of one, but most of the bun. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. Matt, would you like to read this email from Emma? Sure. Uh I hope you're all doing well for the lady or anyone considering traveling with refrigerated meds. I had to travel with several refrigerated medications prior to my second retrieval. I bought a small medical travel pouch intended for insulin meds from ye old Amazon Shopee. Uh, it is insulated on the side and came with several ice packs that I could pre-freeze. The other side has slots and pockets for needles and alcohol swabs. I was flying domestically, staying with friends and pretty sure of my refrigeration situation upon arrival. So this answer, uh, so this doesn't answer the should I go to Costa Rica question. But the pouch was very handy, kept me organized and calm. I also used it if we were going out to dinner around shot time and one memorable uh, time at a Rangers game. Is that New York or Texas? It is Texas, okay. Uh... Because the New York Rangers, I'd be like, well, it's already pretty cool in there because of all the ice. Good point. But then Texas Rangers, it's uh, hot as fuck. All right. My meds must have been okay because we are, after three surgeries, including the removal of my fallopian tubes, two retrievals, two transfers, expecting our first science baby in July. I know it's been a while since this was discussed, but Dory, I also want to second your opinion that it's usually worth having the recommended procedure to create optimal transfer conditions. Our RE really advocated for the removal of my tubes, which was a hard decision to make and one about which my OB slash surgeon was initially hesitant. However, once my OB was in there with the camera, she agreed that it was necessary and that it would have gotten spontaneous. I would not have gotten spontaneously pregnant with those tubes anyway. I think unfortunately so much is unknown until they're actually doing an invasive investigation, it can be hard to be sure that these things are in the best shape. A little scary, a little painful, but so, so worth it uh, to know we did everything possible. Thank you for continuing to do. Loving the new recurring guest. Everyone's giving hot reviews to Henry. That's Emma. Dallas, 2,400-ish square feet. Husband, mini bow-style street dog. <laughs> Science baby on the way. Zero hot dogs 2022. Save it up for late summer post baby days. Mm. Well, there you go. Emma, excellent perspective. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, I think it's like, it's so hard. You're just, Matt, you were just mentioning the goal, you know, hoping that the goalposts don't move again. 
But it's so hard when you're like, you've been waiting for so long and then your RE is like, oh, we need to do this procedure. And you're like, really? Like, do we? Mm -hmm. Isn't everything like pretty much fine? And they're like, well, no, we want to make it perfect. And I think that can be very stressful, but I think there is a reason why they are doing that. Perfect <laughs> you know? is the enemy of good though, you know? Not when it comes to IVF, I think. Oh, I see. <laughs> um, no, but I mean, I, I think it's, it, at least for me, it was like, I would sometimes go down the like, but, you know, people have been having, have been getting pregnant and having babies in like much less optimal conditions for thousands and thousands of years. Like, why do I need to remove this tiny polyp, for example? But I guess it's like, well, we can do it now, so we might as well. I don't know. Matt, do you have thoughts on this? No, I don't have thoughts on prepping my uterus for pregnancy. Wow, I can't believe you don't. I know. It's really weird. It's so weird. Wow. <laughs> Matt, do you have thoughts on this? No, but I, I think I, I think you're speaking from about... a place of, uh, of 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 experience and uh, of knowledge, and I th I, I uh, tend to agree with you. I am meaning more, I'm not saying like the uterus. I'm just saying more like the pr the procedures part of it. Well, okay. If you want me to have, have an analogous thing, I'm happy to do it. Ready? Here it is. <laughs> I have to make sure, this is like an obsessive compulsive thing almost, to make sure that all the clubs I'm playing with in the morning are in my bag. And that my bag is in my car. And that my golf clothes that I'm going to be wearing the next day are laid out in the dining on the dining room table. I don't get dressed in the bedroom because I don't want to wake up Dory. So I lay those out right there because essentially from my alarm going off to me getting out the door is about six minutes. So when I have to move Dory's car from behind mine because we have tandem car parking, it's like a whole added other thing. And now, yeah, I could just go to bed and then wake up and then deal with all that stuff in the morning. But I need to have an optimal driveway <laughs> departure to golf. Wow. Okay. That was a real... Did we, did we get that there? Was, was that, that was really, kind of the same thing? That was totally analogous to what we were talking about with uterus surgery. Yes. Yeah. I mean, it's like... Thank sure, you for sharing, Matt. You could try to golf and then not... Make sure all your clubs are there. And then what happens when you are 120 yards out and you're looking for your pitching wedge and it's not there? Thank you. I mean, that is really a great, great question. I know. Thank you for sharing that. <laughs> now she's sorry she asked. <laughs> okay. Uh, well. Mm-hmm. Let's read another we email. Well, actually, this is a text. Hi, Doreen Matt. Just some anecdata on the Zika question. My friend is planning an IUI but has a trip to Costa Rica this month. Her RE told her not to worry because there are no currently known cases there, but her OBGYN advised her to wait 60 days after the trip to do the IUI. She decided to wait out of an abundance of caution. Interesting. Uh... I mean, how do you feel about abundantly cautious people, Dory? 
I mean, well, this is kind. Of, this is like similar to what we were just mm-hmm. talking about. I think. Mm-hmm. <sighs> I mean, yeah, it's just. It's hard because I think in these situations, if God forbid something does go awry, you know, you just, you just will always, you know, be, you'll, you'll regret it, obviously. Um, And so it is a sort of like, why don't you just, you know, do the, do the out of abundance of caution thing. Yeah. So. I don't know. We're into, just, we're into abundances, abund, abundize of cautions. Abundize, yes. Abundize. Babe and Bondi. Remember them? <laughs> oh, I do. I Instant miss Hotel? Them. I miss Babe and Bondi. I wonder. I was like, why isn't there a new season of that? Oh, yeah. Australia was mostly on lockdown, so. Yeah. Although, I mean, I think you could travel within Australia. Oh, that's true. You know? And so, like. I feel like a lot of the uh, weren't all. I feel like all the guests didn't they? Weren't they all? Well, they all the, stayed. The, at the judges each, stayed. They all there. stayed yeah, at all, each other's. Right. They all stayed at each other. So they were all Australian. <laughs> yeah. Sure. So sure. they could have just, you know, could have just filmed it. Yep. So where is the new season? Great Hello. <sighs> all right. Um, this is from Kate who says, Matt and Dor, thanks so much for reading my email and for the comments on how to deal with preparing for a transfer when the world is garbage. I wanted to write back with an update. Turns out the universe laughed at my abstract anxiety and decided to give me something real to worry about. The transfer didn't work. It was also our only male embryo. I didn't even realize until that negative test how much I was counting on and planning for a girl and boy to be our family. We're now probably doing another ERA test before trying again. Because our doctor said the results are really only reliable for two years. Information that might have been useful earlier. Mm-hmm. I don't really have a question. Just wanted you to know that your podcast is helping. I would always listen to it on the drives to and from the clinic. And of course, I did on the way to take my blood test after getting the negative at-home result. Also, serendipitous that you recently featured someone grieving about not having the gender they had hoped for. Did not think that would be me weeks later. So maybe some advice for the community if you decide to read this email. For real, don't borrow trouble. And if you have the means, just plan to take the day off work on your blood test day. Mm, I like that. Here's hoping the goalposts don't move again. Good luck to you on your transfer prep. I hope it works. Love, Kate. Still 2,700 square feet near Chicago with a husband, science toddler, and terrier mutt. Still no hot dogs because no baseball games. P.S. Matt, we usually try to watch my husband's beloved Astros on baseball trips, if possible, not the Cubs. He just got a Space Cowboys minor league hat to covertly support the (laughs) the Astros in hostile territory. He has feelings about that whole thing. It'd be like me getting a Woo Sox hat to uh, go somewhere and root for the Red Sox. Yeah. Kind of would be. I admire it. <laughs> you admire that plan? Yeah. Yeah, well, it is kind of. The Astros are some people's favorite team, but not a lot of people. <laughs> More people have stronger feelings on the other side of the Astros. I, yeah, I would say that's. Uh, but I think accurate. that's probably true of every team, actually, if you think about it. Do you think? Yeah. I mean, I think some teams that are, like, hated more than others. Yeah, but I feel like the Red Sox are very hateable as an organization. 
Yeah. The Yankees certainly are the worst. And uh, Tampa Bay Rays. This is all American League East feelings I have. Okay. Okay. Orioles bother me because they don't try. And uh, Toronto Blue Jays are just. <laughs> the Orioles bother you because they don't try. <laughs> yeah. Their front office doesn't sign anybody to any, you know, good deals. And they're just constantly rebuilding. Oh. Anyway, those are my that. thoughts. Blue Jays okay, are. Well. We're going to be really good this year um, because they keep robbing uh, Major League veterans of their child. They like whatever they they like go sign their firstborn pre pre. It's like um, you know, Passover just happened. What was that? Like the ninth, tenth plague? Oh, uh, death of the firstborn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But instead of death, it's uh, you have to play in the Blue Jays organization. all right well on that note let's take another break okay and uh we will be right back hey it's danny pellegrino from everything iconic ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget check out quince they've got all the good stuff shirts and polos activewear and fine leather goods all at 50 to 80 percent less than other high-end brands and the best part They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. All right. Um, We are back. Mm Mm-hmm. This is from Anonymous, who writes, Hi, thank you for all you do. You guys are my one and only Patreon subscription, and I'm currently wending my way through the back catalog while listening to new episodes as they come out, so I don't know if you've ever covered this. I was inspired by your predictions of an email drop-off to actually write in. I'm currently trying to become a single mom by choice, and it's not exactly going as planned. After numerous unmedicated, I ovulate fine, IUIs, and one chemical pregnancy, I'm moving on to IVF and currently battling for insurance pre-authorization. My question concerns bacterial vaginosis, or BV. In the midst of my IVF lead-up, I just went to my regular gynecologist for my annual exam and pap smear. My results just came back normal, but showing signs of BV. This was surprising since I hadn't had symptoms. For now, I'm foregoing the antibiotics in favor of taking probiotics. This all made me wonder if BV and any resulting inflammation could be connected to my lack of success so far, which has surprised my RE, considering my age, just turned 35, good amount of follicles, and very high, 4.5 AMH. I've had the dreaded HSG and my FSH measured and everything checked out great. I've even had a spontaneous and extremely unplanned pregnancy in the not-too-distant past, which I terminated based on the circumstances at the time. I don't know how long BV has been happening for me, and it's probably not too significant. The inherent stupidity of frozen sperm and how incredibly hard it is to time IUIs with it is probably a much larger factor. Still, I'm wondering if any other listeners are knowledgeable or have thoughts about any connection between BV and unexplained infertility. Thanks again. Oops. And I meant to add, I'm in a thousand square feet in the Bay Area with one hot dog so far in 2022 from the little snack shack in front of Home Depot. And it was delicious. Oh, yeah. I think it would. I like a hardware store hot dog. (laughs) I think it would take eating fewer tacos for me to eat more hot dogs. Oh, interesting. Okay. Um. Well, Anonymous, I had bacterial vaginosis when we first embarked on this IVF journey, and I also had no symptoms. And 
we treated it and it has not returned. I had a theory that it was related to um, wearing skinny jeans. No, seriously. No, I, I'm not. I, I, that laugh wasn't that you're... Um, just a funny sounding thing to say. I mean, look. Anything related to skinny jeans is very funny. It's tight. Oh, it's I sweaty. See. You know, there's a lot of moisture builds up down there. Then you I don't mean, know. Then you don't know what's what's doing. You gotta. What are you gonna do? You gotta douche every twenty five hours. It's like ew. crazy. What? No, no one's talking about douching. No douching. Well, is I happening. mean, you just gotta clean it out. You know, if you're wearing the skinny jeans. That is. That is not how. That is not. That's, no, that's not how it works. I don't don't listen anything. to Doctor Matt. He doesn't know what he's talking. Oh, about. that wasn't my doctor voice. Oh well, what what voice was that? That you're, was um, you're like eccentric aunt. Oh, eccentric yeah. aunt voice. I see. Okay. Um. So yeah. So I. I mean, I would. I would treat this and. and Guys, I'm not. I, I'm not. Before you email. Yes, your eccentric aunts could be physicians. Okay. Exactly. Thank you. Okay. All right. Gosh. <sighs> okay. Um, so yeah, so I would I would I would treat that for sure. And you know, I guess I would I would go I th- I'm pretty sure I treated mine with antibiotics. Um so yeah. Um all right. Well, okay, this next email is from Anonymous. Matt, do you want to read it? Here we go. Been listening since day one. At the time, I was working a very mindless job, and I needed a podcast of all varieties to keep me sane, and I did the same thing for eight hours uh, ago. At the time, I was dating my now wife, purely interested in the medical science aspects of it, and the occasional commentary on Boston. I was not living there at the time, but it was but was waiting to hear back on graduate programs in the area. You guys actually gave me moving advice from neighborhoods uh, to live in when we moved. Uh, we love Brookline on Beacon Street between Washington Square and Coolidge Corner. Oh, my God. That's the best. That is literally the best place. Uh, they agree. Now uh, they're a bit out of the city. West Newton. More space. Easier to commute. Brookline infrastructure is the worst. Well, it is the worst now. It used to not be the worst. Uh, Fast forward. Here I am still listening Monday morning commutes. Big question. How do we tell family that we're preggers? Backstory. Older sibling has been going through their own infertility journey with their significant other. My sibling informed me that uh, a few months ago, and I think I actually surprised them by how much I knew about infertility, IVF, TTC. All the verbiage. Your podcast over the years uh, has the first time in my life provided a meaning in this moment. So thank you. I told them about your podcast and I have been a listener purely out of curiosity for several years that it would be worth listening to as they began their journey. Fast forward this weekend. Wife and I found out that we are pregnant. I'm going to preface this by stating but I know it's still very, very early on. We're all aware that it may not stick. We haven't even mentioned it to family uh, that, we're, that we were starting to try or anything. 
So we were keeping things more private. We have family uh, wedding in about eight weeks for another sibling's wedding. Uh, that time we're going to be together with family also coincides with my older sibling, the one with the infertility issues, his birthday. We're torn what to do in regards to breaking the news to our family. In particular, those dealing with infertility, we do not want to take the scheduled uh, heartbeat appointment with the OB a couple weeks before we travel to go see family. So if all goes well, sorry, we were scheduled to take the heart, the heartbeat test with the OB. If all goes well with that appointment, it feels like we'll want to tell the family in person. It has to be done uh, at that wedding. Please give me the wisdom that you can for this delicate situation. I think it's less well, first of all, than you think. Uh, first of all, congratulations. Nope. Second of all, congratulations. First of all, <sighs> advice. Um, well, I, I mean, I would wait for the heartbeat appointment, first of all. Second, I would, you know, I'm a big fan of the personal email, especially to people who are struggling with infertility. So I would um, send your sister, right? Sister? Older sibling. sibling. I just say sibling. older sibling. Yeah. Um, I would send your older sibling an individual email explaining that, you know, you're pregnant, you know, they've been struggling, you wanted to give them time to process the news and um, you're excited to see them at the wedding. I mean, one way you could do it is email into us, tell them you love this show, <laughs> drop enough context clues in your email that they can put it together and we call it a winner. Wait, winner, are you winner, saying that that's what they did? Dinner. <laughs> I feel like, I mean, honestly, <laughs> if you're, if you're uh... in there, uh... <laughs> It's like there's there's staying anonymous, and then there's staying anonymous only to the listeners. <laughs> right. I mean, you're not. Yeah. That's not anonymous to anybody who knows this person, who knows you, who is in this yes. family, because they too right. have a wedding coming up. They know where you live. Yeah. <laughs> right. 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 Totally. <laughs> so that said, I hope we just did it for you. Second, I hope so. Or third. Um, this is going to sound crazy. Okay, so Dory, you can shut me down if you want to. Okay, I'm ready. I don't think anyone cares. Okay. I mean, of course people will be happy for you. And people will be sad about their own uh, failures to conceive. But ultimately, that's not they're not unhappy with you. They're, you know, jealous or unhappy with their own situation. And I mean, sure, but I think there, I think there are ways to be thoughtful about it. Yes, and I think that your way is the way to be thoughtful about it, which is the drop a personal email. Yeah. I mean, what is your plan? Take the mic at the wedding and and drop that email <laughs> on everybody. <laughs> Because if that's your plan, don't. Uh, don't do that. Do not do that. Do not do that. I would say, you know, anyone you're worried about telling for for sparing feelings, that would be a personal email or phone call. Yeah, I agree. 
I definitely agree. And, you know, you open up the volley you're like this, you go, look, I, I know this is, I, I know you're going through and I'm so sorry that you're still going through it. But I just want to tell you privately so that you don't have to react in front of anyone. And you can react right, however exactly. you need to react, of course. Yep. yep. But we're with a child. Say it like you're on a 50s sitcom. <laughs> Don't say the word pregnancy with child. Uh, okay. I hope that okay. does it anonymous to only us. <laughs> anonymous to only us. Um, all right. We have a voicemail. Hi. Oh, wait. Hold on a second. Hi. I have to. Let me just I heard turn it. this on. I know you did, but I'm going to turn on my speaker. And then it's going to come through even better. All right, ready? Mm-hmm. Hi, Matt and Dory. I just had to call regarding um, somebody who wrote in a few weeks ago with a question about how to keep toddlers in bed. Uh, not with an answer, but to commiserate because, oh, my gosh, same problem. Uh, my two-and-a-half-year-old science baby um we transitioned to a toddler bed uh, when he learned how to climb out of the crib a couple of months ago, and that was right after our second science baby was born. It was a crazy time, so probably not the best time to transition him, but it was a nightmare. He wouldn't start, stay in the bed. Uh, bedtime used to be easy, and it just turned into this giant battle, and then worst of all, naps disappeared. He normally naps two, two and a half hours every day and just would not nap. And so um, we figured out a way with a different crib that a friend gave us that was bigger by dropping the mattress um, that he was not able to climb out anymore. And it took seriously like two weeks to re-sleep train him in there and get back to where we were with just the carefree, beautiful bedtimes and naps. And we've just gotten there. And then this week, he figured out how to climb out of that one. And we turned that crib around. The back is higher than the front. So with the higher back in the front, he, he can't climb out. And um, it's just, I don't even know. I don't know how to, to keep him in there. He obviously, it feels like he doesn't want to be in a crib anymore, but also feels like he's not ready to stay in a bed um and i don't know if anybody's had any luck with like those clocks that light up to tell kids when to get out of bed i don't see why a kid would listen to that if they don't listen to you telling them that it's not time to get uh get out of bed but if anybody has any suggestions i will echo that um listeners request for help how do you keep these toddlers in the bed this is katie in anchorage alaska 1900 square feet with a couple of science babies an old cat and probably three or four Costco dogs in 2022. <laughs> Thanks. Bye. Okay. So I think she's talking about the okay to wake clocks. And I agree. It sounds crazy, right? Like why would they, why would they listen to a clock if they're not going to listen to you? But uh, we don't have one, well, but everyone I know who Henry, uh, thinks clocks are way better than us so yes henry would listen to a clock um everyone i know who has these like by and large they say that they they do work so 
I don't know. You might as well give it a shot, I think. That would be my that would be my advice. I'd get child protective locks for the insides of their doorknobs. Just keep them in their room. Till they can figure out how to open that. Then you're <laughs> fucked. Because let's be honest, if you're if you're satisfied with keeping them in the crib and that's okay, then keeping them in the room is no different. It's just a bigger crib. Uh, Good point. I think you know Henry's Henry's getting there. You know, he's already yeah. he's already creeping on us. Yeah. He's already like mama, mama, yeah. Dida. And you go in there, and he goes um. Um, want different book. <laughs> so it's like, yeah. it's like he doesn't even pocket a reason. No. He's just, no, he it's doesn't. just, I, he's just, I'll get him in here. Then I'll think on yep. my feet. Yep. Yep. It's true. <sighs> well, it does. It does sound tough. So surprising that he hasn't climbed out of there. I know. I Dory know. Dory still claims I, he once got out of it, but he did. And it, like he wasn't even two, and he sort of like flipped him over. He flipped himself over the top, but his mattress was. Remember that was before we had dropped the mattress, so yeah. the mattress was much higher. So I think you know he just was sort of. I don't. I don't even know if he meant to do it. You know mm. what I mean? Like he might have just like been leaning over and because the mattress was up so high that he just kind of like flipped over. Mm. But I also think that that freaked him out and made him like not want to climb out. I mean, he's also someone who likes to ver- be very cozy in his crib, you know. He does like to be cozy and he, he loves really his to crib. build it up like a cocoon. He doesn't want to, yeah. you know, every time I ask him if he doesn't want to sleep, I like you want to sleep on the floor or on the bed? No. Crib. <laughs> Yeah, he does really love his crib. It's really sweet, actually. Um, all right. Well, Matt, you know what? That brings us to the end of this old show. Okay, I'm here for it. What? Okay. Um, but let's just remind people that they can support us on Patreon. Get up to two bonus episodes a month at patreon.com slash adventure. We are very grateful for our Patreon supporters, and you also get your name read on the podcast each month if you support us at the $5 level or above, and you get that whole back catalog of Patreon episodes that uh, that listener referred to. So, that's yes. always fun. All right. Thank you to the following supporters. Melissa. Melissa. Oh, sorry. Meryl <laughs> H. Michael Roth. Uh, are you having some trouble here yes i'm doing 14 things right now it's very upsetting to me mike zytek uh mike kim and leo molly are you doing okay back there mariah adamick what is happening (laughs) why don't you just do one thing Read the read the names. That's the one thing you should be all doing I, right now. That's literally all I'm doing. My hands are. Uh, you're the one who's not paying. You're you're clicking through I'm things. Totally, I'm totally. Oh, I'm, I could hear I'm, your mouse clicking, young lady. Okay, I was clicking back I'm to you to see anything. what you were doing. I'm Nancy Powell. At the emails. Nancy Powell. This is this is not going to work. So Dory's not going to thank anybody else, and I'm going to continue. And what read is the happening? Rest of the list. Is are you like not hearing me? 
Nassim Kansari, Nicola Hill, Nicola Skidmore, Nicole Mustafa, Nikki Bossert, Ashrat Kaplan, Pamela Wong, Paul Sharp, oh Paula, Penny from Massachusetts, Rachel Kuzma, Rob Bean, Robert Hamilton, Robin Kilgo, Sadie Massa, Samantha, Sarah Doberman, Sarah Doberman again, Sarah Prager, Sarah, Sarah Friedman, Sarah L., Sarah Swift, Sherry Olson, Shauna Mandel, Sir Reginald Pennybottom, SJV, Sophia F., Steph Gorlnick, Steve Harcourt, Susanna Perez, Tanya Lemos, uh, Tanya Lemos, I'm sorry, Tanya. I'm sorry, Tanya. Thank you. Tanya Kerchemin, the Biersies, the Holderman Clan, the Kembles, Tracy Jury, Tyler Rosewood, Virginia, Wendy Fick, and Whitney Hoffman. Thank you to our patrons. Thank you so much. All right. Bye. We will be here next week. Bye. Okay, bye. <laughs>